Hello, and welcome to the Beyond the 94 Feet podcast. I am Dr. Kim Rogers, and I want to welcome you back. So I am super excited about today's episode. So I share with you in this season of discovery, or shall I say, this journey that I've been on with many of my stakeholders, and even somewhat so separately when I have that quiet time to myself. I've constantly found myself, especially in this month, for some reason at all, I don't know why, but for this month, I have found myself in a situation where people are circling back. I don't know if that's part of your story, where people are circling back. So let me shape the narrative a bit more before we get into this episode. So, you know, we're all about sports at Beyond 94 Feet. We're about motivation. We're about purpose. We're about direction. And so I'm going to start this and shape this narrative with a quarterback. Um, So the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, I'm sure you know who he is. If you've been following him for a while or for any period of time, you'll know that his story, his career, it's shaped by a comeback story. In fact, I think there is an incredible masterclass that could be given on his story about his career while building an incredible case study in the process. So after one of the games last season, and you may know where this is heading, but I'm going to go ahead and share it. So after one of the games last season, Gino made a profound statement. And he said, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. Yes, he unapologetically said ain't. And I refuse to change his words because that statement was and still is profound. So let me use an analogy or shall I say maybe a visual representation. What do you do when you enter a season of your life or maybe you're in a season of harvest and you were planting at one point in time because we all are. We're planting. We don't know what's going to grow. We don't know what's going to be the, the, the outcome. We just don't know. We're just laying seeds and trying to get others involved. And, and maybe your story is like the statement that Gino Share it with us, right? So maybe you were planting, you were putting some seeds down, you were trying to get others involved, and maybe they ignored you. In fact, you may have been in a situation to where you encountered someone that was so arrogant that maybe they had a blatant disregard for your gifts, your talents, and your contributions. And guess what? You're in harvest season now. That means things are plentiful in your life. So that means all those days in which you were planting seeds, you didn't know what was going to come up. Now it's there, right? And they want to tap into this level of success that you've come into. Truth is, it's probably been there the entire time. But sometimes we have our heads so low because we're so involved and so engaged in the process that we don't even take the time to look up and see how far we've come. We don't even look up to see our measures of success. So what do you do when they wrote you off and thank goodness for whatever reason, you made an informed decision that you were not going to write back. And it may have been a decision that you made passively, or it may have been a decision that you made because you didn't want to go down that road again. But for whatever reason, you chose not to write back. So there lies the title of today's episode, which is Let the Game Come to You. 
I want to say that again for the benefit of someone that needs to hear that. The title of today's episode is Let the Game Come to You. You see, when you let the game come to you, you maintain control of the narrative. You get to be selective about who or what you want to align with. So if you're like me and they circle back, you take a measured approach. And that's really human nature, right? It's not that I'm doing something that's out of the ordinary. You want to know what's different. That's that curiosity element because, again, they wrote you off, but they're circling back again. And you want to know what's different. And you may be saying to yourself, I haven't changed. But for whatever reason, you have. So what sparked this change? Was it desperation? What was their motive? Why did they circle back? And then you must ask yourself unapologetically, what do I stand to gain from this? Those are all valid questions. And you may not have an answer to those questions at that point in time. But I would encourage you, don't try to search for a quick answer or a quick response. It takes time. And again, you're in control of that narrative, right? You get to set the timetable. So take the time to really think about why did they circle back? If you wrote me off, I didn't write back. But why are you coming back around again? For whatever reason, I wasn't good enough for that point in time. So why are you circling back? What do I stand to gain from this process? And much more, what do I stand to lose by allowing you to circle back? So when you're experiencing a new level of success, or or let's just call it what it is, a new level of excellence, you have to be mindful of the work that you did in the trenches when people wrote you off. You can be so quick to want to meet their requests because maybe that's your nature, that's your gift, to want to be there for people, to assist people, and to always be present in the moment with their requests. But I'll say when they wrote you off, that's the time to take a strategic pause and that mindset or maybe that way you used to be, you have to take an opportunity to step back from that, right? There's a quote that I refer back to a great deal And it's know the difference between those that came to feed the soil and those that came to grab the fruit. Of course, I'm going to say that again. You know, I am. Come on. Because, again, it would be haphazard for me not to repeat that to you again, because it's something that I use every day in my life. It's something that I use to shape how I'm going to move forward with specific people. Right. So when you're in the crosshairs or trying to make a pivotal decision about you're circling back, do I let you come back in? How do I approach things? Do I do things differently? You have to know how you operate, right? So here's that quote again. Know the difference between those that came to feed the soil and those that came to grab the fruit. It's imperative for you to know the difference between those people, right? And how you are going to respond to them. And get this, you don't have to always respond. Just because someone presents an opportunity to you or they circle back around, you have the right to say, that doesn't fit my purpose anymore. And you don't have to necessarily respond. So it's, it's quite simplistic. 
You want to let the game come to you. Don't rush into anything that can minimize or destroy the work you've done. I share this with you. If it's worth my time to entertain it, I go back. And for me, just for me only, right? But I'm sharing it with you. I look at a timeline and I look at triggering events. And that's kind of how I start that process. I'm mapping out how I'm going to respond, even if I choose to respond to the person, right? So what I'm going to share next is going to be unpopular, but that's okay because we have to be authentic in who we are and what we do. And we have to always walk in our purpose and speak our purpose, right? So for many reasons, you know, most of my work has always been done for whatever reason in the fall. I kind of know why, but again, that's just where I've landed myself. And so usually between those holidays that come in between October and early January, That's when I do a lot of my planning, my preparation. I've already basically planned out my entire year. And that includes how I collaborate with people. And so I typically approach people with opportunities to collaborate during that time frame. And those are opportunities to start new businesses, for me to invest in their business. It's my way of giving back in some regards. But I always put a marker on the wall, right? And... It's not an open invitation, let me tell you that. I don't share what that marker is. And this year, it was daylight savings time. That was my marker that I put on the wall. So in other words, if you did not respond, you did not check back in, if you did not show interest, name it, whatever you want to call it, there was little that I was willing to entertain after I had that marker on the wall. Because again, you want to create boundaries. You want to make sure that if you draw a line in the sand, um, you don't allow people to cross it and then draw another line because you get into this constant state of just reacting to people instead of being in in charge, instead of being that one that controls the narrative. So in other words, again, if they didn't circle back, I wasn't necessarily willing to entertain anything that they had to say. So overwhelmingly, This is what I have found by taking that approach. I have found that people come consumed with the holidays, spending beyond their means and living for a tax return. Yes, I said it. Yes, that's unpopular, but it's the truth. They become consumed with that. And they don't think past that period of February and March. They're just stuck in that October, November, December, January And then, you know, they're kind of like, we'll just figure it out from there. And maybe they don't even get that far in the process. And so when their surplus dries up, that's when they want to circle back. The odd thing is they try to do it in a covert manner. So if this is you, it's time to change your mindset and let the game come to you. You want to be in control of the narrative. You want to have clearly defined markers in how you work with people. You want to set clear expectations first and foremost for yourself. Invariably, you don't want to chase people down. You want to remain in a position where you put an option out there and you give people the autonomy to self-select. So think about it. If they could not prioritize their well-being or capitalize on an opportunity that you put out there for them to reach another level of excellence with minimal investment? Is this someone you want to be around? 
Or is this someone that you want to have around you while you yourself are trying to reach another level of excellence? Think about that. So let's say you do, right? The most important thing you can do if this is you is to make them a stakeholder in the process. That's right. You want to make them a stakeholder in the process. If they were not one before, this is your opportunity to change that narrative. This goes back to let the game come to you. This is where they need to become professionally, possibly, and personally uncomfortable. So this may mean let's schedule a time to talk about what has sparked this change. You don't want to resort back to if you were the one to say, absolutely, let's chop it up. Let's see how we can do this. Let's make it happen. Because you're not giving yourself an opportunity to set the narrative. You're giving that person the opportunity to continue on this path that they're on to where they get to choose how you respond and you're no longer in control of the narrative, right? So you want to make them a stakeholder even if they were not one before in the process. And my favorite has been for those that have circled back, when it has involved serving as an investor in their idea, their business, this becomes a conversation about forecasting and long-range planning. See, they're probably not accustomed to that, right? So this is your opportunity to give them that insight, if you choose to, so they can understand how you structure your life, and most importantly, how you make decisions as an investor, not only an investor in yourself, but an investor in others, because they probably don't have a clear understanding on what it means to be in either one of those situations, which is why they haphazardly respond when it's convenient for them. So the beauty of it all is you have the power. You have the power to renegotiate how you allow people to re-enter into your space. I'm going to say that one again. The beauty of it all is you have the power to renegotiate how you, you allow people to re-enter into your space. So with that in mind, I want to share about three points with you that may assist you with your decision making. Oh, you thought we were done? Absolutely not. We got some pointers to share. So by now, you know who you are and what it takes for you to come back from something. So let's take it a step further. You may be, be in a position where you only have enough in your personal tank, um, let's say for getting through the next day, right? And when we talk about that personal tank, we're talking about the mental reserve, right? What do you have? How much do you have to take you to the next moment? If this is you, and many of us have been in this situation, self-included, you have to be selfish for a moment and strongly consider allowing people to re-enter your space only if their energy matches yours. I personally can't and will not carry someone else's weight at this juncture in my life. And that's how you have to look at it. And that's how you become stuck when you carry someone else's weight or when their energy does not match your energy and you're pulling them along for the ride. So you want to make sure that you're not in a, in a situation to where you're obsessing over trying to make changes so that their energy matches yours. It's worth the investment. So just let the game come to you. 
you have to realize that you've done incredible work in establishing this foundation that shapes who you are. Even if the process was slow, I share this. No matter how slow you go, you're still lapping someone that's on the couch. Think about that. No matter how slow you go in the process, you're still lapping someone else that's on the couch. I want to talk about that person on the couch for just a moment. If you've done the work, if you've invested in yourself, you've done everything you need to do to reach another level of excellence, and you even felt so compelled to bring someone else along, but again, they wrote you off. They're still sitting in the same spot on the couch, but when they have this epiphany, they want to reach out. Do you really want to engage in that process? Do you really think that's worth the emotional investment? I can't answer that question for you, but I can tell you for me and where I'm at in life, I don't entertain it because it's not worth the emotional investment. Think about it. You're doing all that work, but they've been on the couch the entire time. While you're in the trenches, you're getting all the no's and all the rejections and you're putting together proposals and you're putting putting together plans and ideas and strategies. You know, you may be burning off a couple hours of sleep at night. They're okay. They're getting eight hours of sleep on the couch, clicking channels. You really want to allow someone with that energy to circle back and infiltrate your peace and your space and your productivity. I would say no. So number two. Do you have the patience and bandwidth to drag someone along or have you matured to the process to where you are okay with allowing the game to come to you? I've come to a place in my life where I don't waste time. My no is my no. And I spend very little time committing to extra things that I know inherently I don't have a bandwidth for. So when I plan things out, and that's going back to that period of time that I shared with you earlier, right, about how I start planning and executing, I program in time for a specific task and events. When those things do not manifest, i.e., you know, when I share a vision, I put something out there, and yet, you know, it's not responded to, maybe people don't want to react to it, and that's fine, right? We all have the power to make decisions, And I share with you about what my personal marker was on the wall. When those opportunities were not capitalized on, I didn't go back and say, oh, my, I have all this extra time. Let me add some new tasks on. No, 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 no. I go and look at those tasks that I had planned to complete later in the year in June, July and August. And then I started to move quickly to complete those tasks. I don't go and add more tasks on there just because I have this convenient white space. And you know why? Because life is going to happen to all of us. And I have just enough bandwidth for the journey, right? I don't have the patience and bandwidth to drag someone else along. Maybe you do. But I understand that invariably, if I took that white space and I built this false narrative in my head and said, oh, They didn't capitalize on the idea. You know, I was going to work with person X on this idea. They're no longer in the game. Let me just go and add three or four different things. You have essentially set yourself up in a position to where when something does happen, again, life happens to us all. You've allowed yourself to be in a situation where it's self-imposed stress because you didn't leave enough bandwidth for all the what ifs. So again, If you have that space, don't fill it up with new tasks. 
Look at those things that you already have planned to execute later and just start moving quicker on those things. Right. And then when you get to the point where you're saying, man, it's month nine, I've completed everything that was on my 12 month plan. Now you've got that space. Now you've got that bandwidth because you've made yourself accountable to completing those things on the list rather than to build this false narrative by saying, I've got this extra space. So let me just put in some extra tasks. So again, maybe you're in a situation where you're okay with circling back and that's fine if that's in your nature and that's what you want to do. But you have to think about it. How are you going to build boundaries, safe boundaries? How are you going to hold yourself accountable for not getting sucked into the nonsense that that person may present to you on their journey? Because again, you may not own the process anymore because you allowed them to circle back and you joined in on where they were on their journey as opposed to them jumping in on where you are because that's the opportunity you presented to them in the first place. But again, they wrote you off. So number three, can you survive going backwards? What price are you willing to pay? Again, why not let the game come to you? Okay, I'll join you for just a moment because, again, I'm not immune to this. I've been a person that's circled back a time or two, right? And that's just the way it is in life um, until we grow, until we mature, um, until we get to the point to where we understand our purpose, we understand our why. We make those mistakes, and that's how we grow, and that's how we learn. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, again... If you gave an opportunity, you presented an opportunity um, and you you can't get into a situation where you start to question yourself and say, maybe I didn't present my idea concept correctly. Um, maybe that's why they wrote me off or maybe I should have um, changed the way I pitched it. Oh, maybe that's why they wrote me off. If you start to go down that path. And that becomes your reason for why you go backwards. I tell you, you won't be able to survive that. I'm going to tell you from personal experience because you've made yourself part of the problem. Now you've given them the opportunity and leverage to basically make you their crutch as to why they didn't do certain things. You become the reason, the rationale and the why as to why they're stuck. And so you could find yourself in a situation where you have compassion fatigue. And that's a form of burnout. And it's often experienced by those that are providing support to others. Think about it. Can you survive going backwards only to set yourself up and put yourself in a situation to where you risk your future, your peace, and above all, your clarity? And that's what happens when we burn out. That's what happens when we allow compassion fatigue to set in. We have to be clear on our purpose, our reason, and our why. You have to be willing to challenge the process of what you may perceive as your duty and responsibility to bring everybody along for the ride. That may not be your role anymore in life, right? Or maybe you no longer have the capacity and the capability to reside in that space. Or better yet, maybe you've matured to a point to where you no longer desire 
to reside in that space because you know what's at risk, what's at stake. So again, you want to be comfortable with who you are, how you've grown in this process. And if they wrote you off, and if you didn't write back, be thankful that you didn't. You want to look at how do you take the high road from now on? How do you allow the game to come to you? Because invariably, that's how you stay in a position to win. I want to challenge you to look at your purpose, look at your reason, look at your why. I want you to look at the body of work that you've done and stand tall and be proud of everything that you've done to make it up to this point. But I also want to challenge you to expect greater, to expect more, to not be limited by the fact that if someone did write you off and you didn't write back, doesn't mean that you were wrong. Doesn't mean that your process was wrong. It just means that there was something greater waiting for you on the other side. So I want to thank you for joining us today. And I want to challenge you to walk in your purpose. I want to challenge you to be relentless. And I challenge you to become unbreakable. Connect with us on Instagram at Beyond94Feet. And I'll see you on the other side.